Welcome in to Potty Podcast Cinema. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. It has been a while. Uh, if you listen to our football show, you know uh, I moved recently, and that we both had just so much stuff going on. It, it's been a bit. Um, we had a, a double episode for football. We're going to have. Oh my god! We're, I think we're gonna have to split this one up into two because our what we're watching at least <laughs> is like thirty yeah. different things, and then we've got so many trailers and yeah, it, all the things. So we're gonna jump right into it and just try to knock out as much as we can. Anything we can't, we'll add on to the others. Um, some of these we're gonna go into detail about because they were so great. Some of them we'll skip right over because they were that bad. They weren't. Um, but let's start off with one of our favorites, and that's uh, Peacemaker. Uh, so we got the whole show. We got the finale. We got confirmation that there will be a season two. And, uh, boy, I think it's going to go farther because it got really good reviews. But, um, yeah, what did you think of the show overall? Uh, probably, God, i got to really put some thought into this, but I would already say probably favorite of the year. Um, yeah. It was it was fantastic. I, it's going to be hard to say favorite because there's a bunch that are very different from each other yeah. uh, that are coming out. But this was this far exceeded my t- expectations mm-hmm. just to a dramatic level. <laughs> it was uh, it was one of the funniest comedies I've seen. The action was still a blast and ultra violent, as they call it, for some of these. And and it was just James Gunn showing off by once again doing it with characters that should have been terrible. Yeah. Like every one of these characters should have been terrible characters and, and cheesy names, cheesy powers. Yeah. Uh, the villains were cheesy and terrible and yet it all came together perfectly. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, it, it was a direct spinoff of uh, Suicide Squad. So if you saw the Suicide Squad movie and liked that, I don't know. Mm. You probably, I mean, I don't know how you don't like this one. Cause it, they were very, it's very similar comedy and um and it is violence. similar style yes, yeah of comedy style. but uh really the only care i mean technically i guess you could say amanda waller's crew carried over you know spun off from that as well but really they were in about a minute and a half of, of suicide squad whereas uh, yeah. uh Peace, peacemaker was more it was really just peacemaker you you really knew anything outside of their name <laughs> before you before you got to this but yeah. uh, but adding amanda waller's daughter and then Adrian Chase, aka Vigilante. Oh my God, that yeah. character was amazing and fantastic. Too. And Robert Patrick too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just, just just the people that played those, just so we can get some credit. So Daniel Brooks played Leota Adebayo, who is uh, uh, Waller's daughter. She plays Waller's daughter. You know her from like Orange Is the New Black. She's been a few things. She was good. She was great in this. Uh, Freddie Stroma yep. as Adrian Chase slash Vigilante. Um, was hilarious like so good but like also also great like he was great a, a believable badass uh when he needed to be and uh i'd never seen i heard of freddie stroma before apparently they had someone else that was going to play the role and the guy back yeah out, like after they yeah, they'd already filming they'd filmed like most of it that's crazy and uh and they yeah they had to go back and and reshoot Why? uh reshoot all the scenes Why uh, I, I, I really couldn't tell you uh yeah i don't i don't know what caused that oh you know what no uh i think they said something about creative differences yeah creative differences uh uh chris conrad was vigilante but after they started filming yeah there was uh, some creative differences and they decided to to boot that dude and, and bring in somebody else okay that sucks for that guy um and yeah. then we had some 
fairly new uh, newcomer. So Jennifer Holland plays Hardcore. She was great in that. Believable badass. And then also, like, I mean, this this show had, it's crazy. It was so sophomoric in its humor. Um, mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. so over-the-top violent. But it had so much heart, too. Like, uh, Steve Agee as uh, John Economos, like, his character, you saw him, like, I mean, from the beginning to the end, you saw his character, all of them, you saw them develop so well and so incrementally as they went along. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, beautiful story arcs. And, and yeah, like, like James Gunn always does, brings the, the serious heart to characters that, again, you would think that just wouldn't make sense yeah. <laughs> or be doable or the, you're not going to make me be able to care about this character yeah. at all. And then, boom, you do. <laughs> even the villains even yeah. the villains uh you, you cared about at the end there and uh oh man yeah it was fantastic all right so now the real question what do you give season one what what's the score you give out of uh 9.7 9.7 uh <laughs> do do we do perfect tens i feel like we i, I gave it a 10 it. i gave it a 10 yeah it's a t it's a 10 yeah, yeah it I, was everything i mean uh, yeah, I gave Hitmonkey a ten. I gave Heels a ten. Like, oh yeah, I'm well, not this, above this giving shows. Yeah, so yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. great. The, the opening just I, I they made it so that the opening credits. I don't think I skipped it once, and now that song's like on my running mix, oh, on my God. workout mix. Like I never even heard a wigwam, but now that song, my son like, gets plays it. Pumped. Yeah, my son plays it on his hoverboard as he's going up and down the street. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so the neighbors they they're welcome. <laughs> So, um, so IMDb, it got an 8.5, which is probably closer to a 9.5 because you always have to give a, like, a yep. point for IMDb, which seems that's very reasonable to me. I don't have any issues with that. Um, oh, yeah. And then I was just looking it up on Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it, uh, wow, this is interesting. The audience gave it an 88%, but the critics gave it a 94. And this does not seem like a critics type of show. Oh, no, it, I think it was. Okay. I mean, they, yeah, no, I, I think that if, if the critic gave it a shot to watch it, yeah. then they were very much impressed and blown away by the heart yeah, that was enough. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I would uh, I would definitely say that. I mean, we, we always talk about Mark Bernard, and, and we, we enjoy that guy in their podcast, yeah. and uh, he, you know, he's basically destroyed every series that's come out this year. Oh, <laughs> even really? Boba Fett, which is even Boba Fett, well, which is the one he was looking forward to most. Yeah, no, Boba no, Fett no. I'm just saying, but that was like his favorite, but like all the Marvel ones that yeah. he was, he, he liked, but he would still kind of destroy him. This one, he's like one of the better shows I've, I've seen in forever. He was right. Yeah. Uh, he, so, yeah. He, he tends to be the downer where Kevin Smith tends to be the upper. They're kind of an odd couple like that, but yeah, no, it was, it, it was exactly, I mean, it was, yeah, it exceeded expectations. It was great. It was probably, yeah, I don't know how. So this is going into our 2022 category. Is that right for for our movie awards? It has to. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Because yep. it has to have, I think it has to be, what, three episodes in is what we said? Yeah. Okay. Three episodes in um, by a certain, by, by the beginning of the year. And so this is going to go into our 2022. I don't know how. This would go in as a comedy. I don't know a lot of other comedies are going to... I mean, good luck to all the other ones that are going to be able to go up against this. I know. I mean, the best chance they have is recency bias. Because <laughs> this will have been January, and my God, it's... Uh, oh, God, it was so great. I'm hoping for a season so two by the time we get to our award show for, for this. But uh, let's move on, because we have so much to get through. And yes. I'm just going to tell you, you, everyone needs to watch 
Peacemaker. Um, but that is, so Matt Reeves is the Batman. So this came out, what, two weeks ago? Uh, I saw it opening weekend, and I will say, like, I want to give a caveat. I was tired. I was kind of, I was looking forward to seeing this, but it was like a Sunday evening. For some reason, my friends wanted to go at like five o'clock. You, you've got to stop doing that. I, you always go when you're tired, and you complain. It could be an hour and ten minutes long. You go, it's too long. Well, just tired. This wasn't and my I, call. My 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 buddies <laughs> wanted to go, and they're they tend to be night owls as opposed to I'm a morning person. And they were like, let's go at five. Like, oh my god! All right, we'll go at five o'clock. So. I will. I want to put that caveat out there because um, I think that affected seeing the movie. So I liked a lot of the things that they had. It's a, definitely a slow burn. It's two hours and fifty six minutes, so it's three hours long. When we got out, my the one thing I told you, I said to you, was it didn't feel like it needed to be that long. It felt like they tried to cram so many things into this because originally it was just going to be one movie, and then eventually, and then now you you know there's it's going to be a trilogy. But I think because it was originally going to be one, they try to jam so much into it. Um, I felt like some of Catwoman stuff didn't need to be put in, but they were trying to follow the year one, com- the comics Batman year one, which Selina Kyle, uh, Zoe Kravitz very much seemed like the Selina Kyle from that comic. And I felt like they, since it was year one, they tried to push that in there. Um, year, year two is what, what, what he calls it. He's like, I'm not, I'm not too interested in year one. I yeah. wanted to pick it up from from year two okay on is kind of how we that's how we kept referring to it is i'm seeing this as year two well the Catwoman from it was very much yeah pulled from year one which is fine i year one's a, one of the best comics it's a frank miller um right i liked andy circus as alfred but i felt like we really didn't get into that too much um i like how robert pattinson as bruce wayne he's not the dashing play he's kind of i mean he's like a rich kid whose parents got killed and He's kind of an emo, like, he's not the big bruiser that Ben Affleck is. And I think Ben Affleck is still my favorite Batman. Um, like, I like that Batman. But I, I thought Robert Pattinson did a good job. He's young. He can get bigger later on. But he, this is more focusing on the detective aspect, which I felt like they did a, a good job of that. Um, Paul Dano is the Riddler. I'm a big Paul Dano fan. I think he's an amazing actor. This one, and you and I talked about this offline afterwards, I felt like they tried to use, like, the Heath Ledger when he made his videos. And I know you said from the old 60s. The yeah, yeah. 60s, you're... They would do that. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is just an incorrect uh, uh, <laughs> thing to be upset about. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah, not the, that. I didn't the, have, this is, but they pulled... He's not being Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was being Batman 66. I, I understand and, that. And they've all been that. In fact, there's only been one Batman that didn't do it. So... Yeah, uh, but I felt like this, this one. Is a I felt common like, theme. I felt like they took the Heath Ledger ones and just kind of went over the top of this. I don't know. I just Paul Dano's a good actor, and I felt like this was kind of over the top. Again, maybe I was just tired and I just wasn't in the mood for it. I'm going to end up watching this. Again yeah, I, sure. I I think you're going to beat yourself. You're beat yourself for that one because it. Uh, yeah, it. No, in fact, I thought it was better seeing Heath Ledger's. To be honest with you, I know Ooh. people say that's oh, that's like religious, but no, that was they're playing different characters. Yeah, and no, it wasn't. It uh, he was in fact Heath Ledger was just running around somewhat torturing a guy, which actually wasn't really perfectly in character with his character for that whole movie. Uh, but but the Riddler was using a. Uh, a, a 
quite frankly, something that's more appropriate to today's time. He's using a chat room yeah. and talking to people that, uh, and, and he was, so they, they updated in a way that actually made more I, sense to I me like that. Th- than that other side of it. Yeah. And, and, and what's more, what's more, you know, now than that. And, and yeah, this has been something that has literally been a major part of every Batman, you know, series going forward is, is yeah, that the, the cackling, you know, videos being sent to taunt, to taunt the Batman, uh, and and the Riddler's the one who was originally the best at doing that. Yeah. Uh, so so I like how they 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 strung him along with that. Um, I agree with you. The ending, not the best. Uh, I feel like they they almost made two movies with that last twenty minutes, and, and yeah. that last twenty minutes wasn't super necessary. I think they should have found a better way to have Riddler doing that through the ending or sending him to to go take care of all that he had to go do. But I don't know that I needed all these other random, you know, Riddler type people that showed up, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and I'm even torn on that because again, that is something that has always been part of the bat- Batman. Always. Every major villain had henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and every iteration, except for Christopher Nolan uh, and, and Bane had henchmen. <laughs> so, so well, even uh, Heath Ledger's Joker had henchmen. So did yeah, Bane. Yeah, so yeah, did Bane. Yeah. Bane had henchmen. Oh, Razo, that, no, that's what Razo, I said. Razo Ghoul had henchmen. They all had henchmen. Yeah, yeah I guess they did, did have henchmen. But this was like like all the other ones. Like You remember like they dressed like no, versions of pen- penguins. So they dressed saying. like clowns. Yeah. Like this was like henchmen. You know, this was like proper henchmen. And, uh, and so that's kind of what that was. And I felt they did a good job explaining why. Because yeah. these were the other, you know, you know, the ruler wasn't the only person who was tortured in this orphanage. It was all of them were. Like yeah. they're all equally, you know, woke up to rats biting on them. And fro- some of them froze to death in the cold, including the babies. Yeah, they'd be angry. Um, but yeah, it just, it did, it did feel clunky at the ending. Although, but, but I have to say, uh, the performances from top to bottom were amazing. Agreed. I mean, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, the, the storyline of it being about the Batman and not Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I enjoy it because I mean, like the director intended, you know, uh, it starts out with, with him thinking he needs to be the Batman. He's never Bruce Wayne. And, and Alfred yeah. even says like the world needs Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. not just the Batman. And by the end, you know, at the beginning, he, he beats up these hooligans and, and the guy, the victim that he's saving is even terrified of him and runs away. Whereas at the end, like he's leading, you know, all the, the victims into the light and becoming a, a beacon of hope, to, uh, you know, to people like pulling him out of the flood. And, uh, and so that was, that was interesting to see. And, and I wish they would made, which, which they just would have made some note that he was going to correct. And maybe that's going to be part two, but maybe he's going to correct that, uh, that slush fund or whatever that his dad did to help Gotham and, uh, and use the Bruce Wayne side of it to help fix that part of the city. So I think that's what we're going to see in part two. And that's part of the intention, but uh, I'm, I'm excited and I'm really excited for the penguin spinoff. Yeah, I, I like the the penguin was amazing. Uh, like it was good top to bottom. Holy crap! Colin Farrell as the penguin was unbelievable. You didn't, you would never have recognized him. Like there's a story that like he was on set and people like in the full makeup and doing the voice like in the character and people are like, yeah. when's Colin Farrell getting here? And he's like, nah. and like they're like, no, no, it's him. I'm like oh my god, like they didn't even recognize him and rightfully so. Uh, you would have no idea. He could go out and commit many uh, like crimes and no one would be able to figure out that that's him he was so good yeah at it. yeah i heard somebody say that uh that they met that they 
God, who was it? I'm trying to remember. It may have just been something like a you know, set director. I don't know. But it was somebody that said they had met him several times throughout the shoot and never knew it was gone through. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, like they spent days with this guy. They're like, oh, he's the nicest guy. I talked to this guy, you know. Uh, 12 times 13 times throughout the the shoot you know and then and then at the end finds out that the whole time he'd been talking to colin farrell yeah like oh my god that's hilarious yeah (laughs) i wonder if he asked what do you think about that colin farrell (laughs) (laughs) fella (laughs) well and now we're gonna get um a spinoff with with the penguin which uh i think is gonna set up for for the second movie which great that's fine i kind of want to i like that there's going to be a tv series to kind of just focus on how Penguin kind of comes, like he's taking over for Falcone and how he's going to do that because there's going to be other mob bosses. And with this villain, it's interesting because he's a bad guy. Like, you know he's a bad guy. He doesn't make any bones about that, but he's a likable bad guy, and I think he could carry a show. Yeah, he is. And I mean, even with the part, uh, oh, you're the world's greatest detective? Yeah. <laughs> when he doesn't know the L from law? Oh, my God, that was yeah. great. That was great. Yeah, he's a, he's a smart, formidable guy. Yeah. And he and he never really seemed, up, you know, scared of the Batman. Yeah. And, uh, and then, I mean, the way they even tied in that penguin walk. Yeah. <laughs> where he was handcuffed. And, oh, God, that was hilarious. Yeah. No, they did. It, it's, it, it, it was good. Um. But like what? All right. So for me, this is what I gave it. But I, I, I hold, I reserve the right to come back after I've seen it again because I, it's been a, it's been a bit. But um, I gave it an eight point five. What did you give it? I don't know why you're upset by that. Yeah, I, I, I gave it an eight point five. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and I love that you're upset by it, and I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm the one who liked it and you're the one who did it. <laughs> like that's yeah i guess you were you were hoping to be able to give it a 10 but uh no i they, the, yeah. the ending the ending was clunky i mean yeah. but but i will say uh i heard someone say this i can't remember who now but they said you know they felt like batman begins was good but then once they saw the dark knight they realized the brilliance of what the yeah. the person had set up and i feel the exact same way about this i feel like this was good uh it, it was almost great but i didn't love the clunky ending yeah um but my god i mean the world he said this was by far my this was my favorite batman like i'm not dark knight had my favorite version of the joker but this batman beats christian bale's batman all day long like i love that there was a detective i love that there was like the 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 pain from uh, from the character. Yeah. Uh, the only thing was, I gotta see is Bruce Wayne because yeah. the one thing Christian Bale did really well is play, and uh, a rich entitled Bruce Wayne. Well, he played. Uh, he basically played Bateman from. Uh, um, I want to say American Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's who Bruce Wayne has to be. He's, yeah. He's an entitled rich boy, which would throw anybody off from believing he could be the Batman. So he did a really good job of that. His Batman was awful, I thought, but but it just you know. Grunting. Yeah, but, uh, I I thought rock. the best use. I thought the best thing they did was the Batfleck version where they put that voice modulator. You could still hear him, but you didn't. You couldn't like if Bruce Wayne came up to you, you wouldn't know that was him. And that would make sense, yeah, because yeah, absolutely. But uh, I, I loved I loved the opening scene. I mean, that was one of my favorite opening scenes of, oh. of just the you know the 
uh, how scared everybody was of the dark and the oh, way they yeah. used the bat signal and all, and all that. I mean, it was, you didn't even see the Batman for the first five minutes of the movie and, and he finally emerges from the shadows and it was great. So yeah, man, I cannot wait for the sequel. I think it's going to be, I think they've set up something great. Well, I also liked how in the beginning, um, the villains are like the, the bad guys aren't really afraid of Batman, but the victim was like at the very beginning, then the bad guys fought him. Then they were afraid, but the victim was afraid of Batman the entire time. And at the end, he's helping everybody um, out of that arena. Yeah, so, no, no. I, so yeah, I kind of like that growth. And there was something that you pointed out that I didn't realize, but it's the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, effect. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if he was never oh. a part of the movie, no, he changed nothing. He changed no outcome of the, uh, of the show at all. He changed literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he <laughs> he grew as a person, and he grew as a protector of the city that'll be able to help later. Yeah. But uh, he started already as a protector of the city, and people were afraid of him. Uh, that hasn't changed. the The difference is the the vision of Batman from the view of the city will be he's he's going from uh, uh, a beacon of terror to a beacon of hope. You know, I mean, that's that's what he's changing from. Yeah. And so now he wants to, yeah, to be that for the city and, and show Gotham that there that there is hope. Yeah. And so that's that's what Bruce Wayne will have to step in and do and, and have that dichotomy that was so important to the character. Yeah. Well, and I kind of like that. I mean, he basically in the first movie, he failed like he did. He did a, like since he didn't change anything, he didn't do a good job. Like he didn't like I, he was not a good Batman, really. He was so focused on being vengeance and being like this figure of punishment that he really right. kind of dropped the ball on everything else. And so there's room for improvement, but no, Robert Pattinson's a great actor. I lo I think this is the best cowl. Cause you actually got to see the jawline. Like you got to I, the other cows. They're all like surround the mouth, which I don't like. Like this one, his jaw was protruding a little bit and Pattinson's got a good jaw for Batman. So no, I thought I did enjoy that. Um, and how about that laugh at, at uh, celebrity? The way that that one cop's like sees Batman as he walks in with Commissioner Gordon or Gordon at the time, and he's like, "You freak!" <laughs> like he like he hates that he's there. Yeah. And then uh, they sees him like the next scene as Bruce Wayne. He's like, "Bruce! <laughs> oh my God, guys, it's Bruce Wayne!" <laughs> I didn't even forgot <laughs> like, about so that. So excited! Yeah, it's the same. It's the same cop. <laughs> and he could be more excited about a rich about a random rich dude that does has no difference in his life but uh but being famous uh, yeah that was pretty great um so let us move on um so this is man i watched like the first episode but this is another one where like it was like it was the end of like a friday i don't know it was a friday evening or something and i just kind of this is something you have to really focus on but it's severance it's um think some of it's directed by i was here it's been stiller so but like on imdb the creator is dan erickson i think he direct i think ben stiller directed didn't he okay is that, uh, is that incorrect I'll i think he look i have to look oh wow it looks like it's already greenlit for season two um but oh, yeah wow. i I'll, I'll look at it but so i started watching it oh yeah he right he directed the first one so it looks like he directed he directed two. six okay six of the nine fair enough um, so yeah, nine first episode or episodes in the first season. Um, it's a really good cast. Adam Scott, um, John Turturro, Patricia Arquette, Christopher Walken, uh, Mark Michael Chernus, who you've probably seen in a few things. He was in Orange is the New Black. He was in 
um, Spider-Man, Homecoming, uh, little things here and there. Yul Vasquez, who's starting to kind of come up and be in more stuff. But yeah, it, I love uh, Dyke and Lockman, Dyke and Lockman, and then uh, Zach Cherry. You've seen from all the Marvel movies because he's always filming stuff like on the bus in Shang Chi. Right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to see a little bit of it. It looked really good, but it looked like a slow burn. But I am, I'm intrigued. I want to go back and watch it. I, it's just the thing is, you have to like, you have to be ready to like be into the show. It's not one of those you can passively be on yeah. your phone or anything like that. Like you have to be ready. I can tell. And it's just yep. there's been too much going on recently. I like I, me and the girlfriend plan on sitting down and watching this. We watched the first episode. We're like, yeah, we need to go back and watch that again. And I think it's. This is one of those where save up a few and binge it if they didn't all come out at the same time and don't know. Yeah. No, no, I'd agree with you. But it's getting amazing scores. So 97% from critics, 88% from audience, uh, 8.2 on IMDb. So uh, I'm going to have to – it's an interesting concept. Uh, so basically the, the tag is Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. So basically, they zone out at work so that they don't know what their personal life is like. And then when they leave work, they zone, like, it's just about their personal lives and they don't know what they do at work. And it's, so you just feel better about yourself, I guess, is what, but it's starting to kind of un, unravel if you think. So it seems really interesting. Um, I just gotta, I just gotta put in the effort and actually watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm planning on it soon, but I uh, haven't got to start. But I, I actually am looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, all right, this one. All right. Not only did we watch it, like we looked forward to it every Friday night. We looked forward to watching it, and we watched them all. We even watched one episode like a couple of times because it's so good. And that's the after party. Uh, it it was originally just a, uh, a limited series, but now they're kind of come out with a season two where Tiffany Haddish oh. does the same thing, but with an all new group of people. And the cast for this... I'm kind of disappointed by that. Um, I, I, as much as I liked this, I'm, I'll, I'll see. I mean, she... I don't think Tiffany Haddish was the best part of it. Uh, I'm, you and I are both big Sam Richardson people. He was great. Ben Schwartz was great. Dave Franco was great. Uh, I mean, everyone was really good in it. But, like, Tiffany Haddish didn't seem like... If I was Sam there, Richardson was the glue. Yeah, you can say it. Was. Sam he Richardson was. was the glue. Yeah. That's that's why you watched it. That's yeah. why you tuned in in every episode was Sam Richardson. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I like you said, Ike Granholtz was fine, and, and and all these other characters were fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, he he stole it and was the and was the character. But yeah, I I kind of hate that they found this great, you know, once, you know, concept show mm -hmm. and they executed it perfectly all yep. the way through to the end and then they're like let's make it season two i'm like oh yeah i'm but still yeah. gonna watch it because i loved i loved it so much that uh, i'm still gonna i'm still gonna do another one but yeah uh, i'll put money it doesn't do well because the concept is gone yeah like, like what was fun about after party is we had no idea that's what it was gonna be yeah like we we watched the first episode and we're like okay that was good and then you start the second episode and you're like huh <laughs> yeah oh this is this is a very different style <laughs> and then the third episode comes out you're like is this going to be different oh it is oh it's a totally different it's an action sequence <laughs> yeah. or action flick okay this is funny and you watched it all now i feel like season two just be like okay so i hope they have eight entirely new concepts you know what i mean yeah. uh instead of you know uh but anyway yeah uh, this this show 
what was so be- beautiful about it is it just caught us all totally off guard. Yeah. Nobody expected it. Yeah. You didn't see it coming. You didn't have high expectations, you know, but it's, it's Chris Miller from Lord and Miller. Yeah. I mean, everything they do is great. So I shouldn't be surprised. This turned out well. Yeah. Uh, it, it was great. Now certain episodes certainly had, were better than others. So basically each character yeah. is telling their version of what happened. So James Franco is a Bieber type. He gets murdered in the first five minutes. And so Bieber type. I, like it. Oh. I mean, that's, yeah, that's who he, he's playing this guy named Xavier, but he's very much a Bieber type. Mm-hmm. And they're at an after party at his house from a, I think, uh, 15 year, 20 year, re, uh, high school reunion. And so mm-hmm. the first episode is a neat Sam Richardson's character. And he's telling his version, which is very much a rom-com. And then Brett played by Ike Barinholtz play, tells his version, of the second story, which is very much, it's kind of like Jack Reacher with stupid over the top action and, you know, cliche yeah. remarks. Then there's Jasper, Ben Schwartz, who's like the lovable, goofy best friend of Sam Richardson tells his version and it's a musical. And when it first starts, like, oh man, I'm not a big fan of musicals. But we've watched this episode at least three times because A, it's great. Ben Schwartz is great. But th- the songs get stuck in my, like, I've caught myself in my group, like, walking around the house just, like, singing the songs because they're so catchy. And it was one of my, it was actually, I think that was probably my favorite. Um, then you've got Alina Gazer. Alina Gazer's, uh, hers is more of like a thriller, Laser. psychological thriller. And mm-hmm. she was, of course, great in it. Um, then, then there's an episode of high school. So it's all them, but they're back in high school, told through Walt's view. And Walt, I got <laughs> You stole it. Oh, my God. Walt was so. So I got to look and see who the guy was that played because I had not seen him before. His name's Jamie Dimitru. Uh, he's, not I've, even, I've... he's not even on the IMDb. Oh, no, there he is. I didn't even see him. No, he is. Oh, Walt is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he is. He is. He was. So he was Walt in Cruella. Is... I didn't see it. Yeah. But he's in Fleabag. Okay. Something. But uh, basically, he's the guy that's in the background. Like, his clothes are all beige. Like, no one ever recognizes that he's there. And he just wants people to notice him. And it's his version kind of telling about what happened in high school. And that was also a great episode. Then you got Zoe's episode. Play by Zoe Chow, who plays Zoe. And it's animated. And I hated it. And I had to force my way through it. Um, Then Danner is Tiffany Haddish's, where she's... She's kind of a detective, just kind of cracking the case. And the last one is um, a little girl. I won't go into too much about that, but she kind of tells what happens, and they solve it. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I mean, well, Walt stole it to me. And by the, and by the way, uh, if you don't remember him in Fleabag, he was the one on the bus that was uh, had like the crazy teeth and nose because <laughs> she thought he was really attractive. And he turns around. Yeah, she runs into him like a couple times throughout the show oh, and calls I him the, ro- the rodent. Yes, calls I him the rodent. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, but cool. yeah, so so Walt st- stole this uh, series by like the ability to always be in the scene and you didn't realize it. Even yeah. as a viewer half the time, yeah. you didn't realize she was there. And they're like, wait. And then, and then they go to the, the one where you find out where Walt is. They're like, oh, yeah, where was Walt? <laughs> uh so yeah the the show was great uh from the beginning I, I thoroughly enjoyed it um but yeah it it uh you know it had so many i just i feel like it's lightning in a bottle you know what i mean because you didn't know what was coming uh you had this amazing cast i mean the cast every character nailed it perfectly nailed mm-hmm. their role yeah um i hope you can do that again i hope you can and i guess they could bring back her old uh nemesis 
Tiffany uh, Haddish is from uh, from Veep. I just blinked on his name. Oh yeah, he uh, was Dan from Veep. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe they can bring him back. I would like that because uh, he was really good. Yeah, I could see them doing that because he was really good. I'd also like to see him bring back. Um, oh, what's his name? His name is Jimmy. God, I can't. I got a man. Jimmy Tatro, who was her partner. Um, he was in American Vandal the first oh, yeah. season. He was great. Yeah. yeah, Reed Scott is. Uh, yep, was, yep. Yeah, he's great. I hope they bring both yeah, of yeah. them back. Fred Savage was in it. No, because she's she's detective now. So she'll. Yeah. I, I wonder if her partner that uh, from this one is her partner again uh, uh, in the future John one. Early. I bet he is. I hope he is. He yeah, because he, he's he's doing great and everything lately. I've seen yeah. him like several things lately. Yeah, he's um, he's funny. Yeah, so so I'd like to see that, and then the, let's let's not forget the most important part of this series the, the, my favorite part of the whole series is the uh, frequent clips of hungry hungry hippos starting Channing tatum oh, and will forte and bieber oh my god so here good. come the hippos and they look hungry <laughs> it just looks so great yeah no Hopefully it was a more. great show i hope to do it again um i gave it a 9.2 I loved it, but there was definitely, like, the anime, there were some parts that just annoyed me and I had to push through. But that's, when you have something like this, which is such a broad collection of tones, um, I think you're going to have that. Ones that are your favorite, ones that you aren't, and just different ones for different people. Um, Well, yeah, yeah, and and not just that. I think some of the ones that may not have been the most fun versions of episodes because let's face it they probably did have to stretch to find one or two extra styles yeah that made sense to these characters but um some of those did push the story a lot more uh, yeah uh, a lot further than than, uh, than the other ones so yeah. you, you had to also push the story at the same time so you needed a few of those episodes to yeah you know what i mean to get to keep you going yeah there were some that were cake and some that were meat and potatoes um all right so what did you give? What would you give season one of this show? I gave it a nine point two, but I, I, it's I gave, gave it an, yeah, I gave it an eight point four. Right, okay. Uh, and but I'm I'm saying that happy with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, no, I, I, get that. I feel that's a. I, I would absolutely tell somebody to watch an eight point four. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I would. That's a that's a big, that's a positive review. And uh, yeah, I just I, I weary about a sequel. Yeah, I am too. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, yeah, I might be a little bit high on that just because, oh man, I really love the Asper episode and I love me some Sam Richardson. Um, but, and then Dave Franco, best Franco. But, uh, so on IMDb, they give it a 7.2. So an 8.2 for, you know, adjustment for IMDb. You always have to do that. Um, this was kind of, so on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it an 89% and the the audience gave it a 78%. And it's, uh, you know what? I can see both. I can see both. I can I get see a it. lot of people not digging this. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too. I, I could, especially, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to say the musical was like the fourth. I could see people turning it off before they gave an episode a shot. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right, let us move on to... Uh, another movie this one we've been both looking forward to it's uh, Guillermo del Toro and even with Guillermo del Toro even if you don't dig the movie the visuals are going to be cool and, and no spoilers here because I still haven't got to see it you still haven't seen it no and I'm really looking forward to it 
I know, I know, I know. I just got my meeting room set back up. It's been it's been taken down for about a month and a half, and I wanted to see it upstairs in the dark. Uh, all right, it's two and a half hours long, so plan accordingly. But oh, that that was a wrench. All right, fine. All right. Well, <laughs> we can discuss in part part two. All right, fine. Um, well, this one's gonna take real quick. The three five five. It's so bad. It's so so bad. Not, not gonna do it. Yeah, not gonna we. Do it. I think I think we finished it. I think we did. But I. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure I was on my phone like the last half because it was so it was so bad. Like it was. They were so. It's another one of those where they're so focused on because this could have been good. Like the the premise is actually pretty <laughs> yeah. good. But they were so the focused actresses on are a, great. Yeah, the actresses were great. Um, it could have been good, but it was just. I think they were so focused on it being an all-female thing that they, well, the problem didn't was think why, uh, yeah, it didn't, yeah, it was focused on that to, more so than the actual story. But it, this was very much like an action trope kind of kind of movie. So, you know, sometimes we think, man, what if they took a script from like the sci-fi, you know, the cheesy sci-fi, and like gave it, put it in the hands of like good actors and good producers? This is what you would get: uh, still a, a well-acted. Uh, big budget bad movie is and so we've got that answered um, <laughs> okay yeah it, it's kind of like the all-female ghostbusters and the all-female oceans 11 I, f- I feel like they're going too high on the gimmick yeah without having the, the right script in place first like yeah. people will absolutely get on board an all-female cast for a movie like that um in a heartbeat yeah but uh but not if it's awful yeah uh i mean look at gunpowder milkshake yeah. Most people loved that movie. It did really well for Netflix, and they weren't nearly as famous an all-female cast. Yeah, I mean they were still famous, but just not nearly this famous. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Karen Gillan, you know, probably eighty percent of people, unless they're diehard Marvel fans, still can't tell you who that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, that. But I mean, you get this crew. Yeah. I mean, just take, take an extra month, guys. Yeah. <laughs> flush out, flush out a better script. Like that's the cheap part. Where you pay some dude five hundred dollars to to punch up the script and he's happy to do it, uh, oh, yeah, that's just so weird to me, man. Yeah, um, it's it, so it's basically like it's one of those movies where like I got to put a crew together, which I usually like as long as they use them right. And they kind of for the most part did. It was just so cheesy. So Jessica Chastain's the leader; she's from America. Dan Kruger, she's the muscle; she's from Germany. Um, Lupita Nyong'o's British, and she's the tech person. Uh, Penelope, Penelope Cruz is the new girl who is, uh, who like is very afraid of violence and everything, but you know, like I call like, you know, she's going to be the one that kills the big bad guy at the end because she's the rookie who's afraid of everything. And that's how she grows so they can make a sequel and she's more part of it. <laughs> of course. Um, of course. and then Bing Bing fan is like barely in it. Like she's in the last like 15, 20 minutes and she's just like a, she's like a fence, I guess, basically. And she's from China. So that's, that, that's exactly it. that. That was China going. You better put us as part of your UN. Yeah, that's what it felt <laughs> or, or like. We won't play, or we won't play your movie in China. Yeah, but it was, I <laughs> which mean, is great cast. Yeah, I just say, it's, yeah, it's really ironic because they threw late fan Bing Bing or whatever you call her into a jail for uh, not conforming with the communist government once already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. I don't know, but it's yeah, it's don't watch it. <laughs> it got a five point three on IMDb. God, let's look and see what it got on Rotten Tomatoes, but. Uh, I can't imagine there, it. There was no world where I was going to watch this movie yeah. after I saw the trailer. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, 
I saw the cast and I was like, there's no way I don't see this movie. Then I saw the trailer. I was like, well, <laughs> this this was the exact opposite of the Guardians of the Galaxy conundrum. <laughs> All right. You, you've, got, well, you've got to guess these. You've got to guess the, the scores. All right. Audience score. What do you got? <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes. 70. 86. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that looks so bad. Guess the critic score, and I'm much closer with the critics. <laughs> 61. 24. Oh, yeah. that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. That's that's what I would have given it walking into it. Yeah. I, no, I wouldn't have. I would have said 45. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. It's so, so it, it didn't exceed my really low expectations. Basically. Okay. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. It was very bad. It was, I think this was on Netflix and it felt, it felt very similar to what was that Ryan Reynolds one that was, so oh, it was bad? made for the theater, my friend. Oh, and, God. And, and, and yeah. And apparently the distributor saw it and went, no, <laughs> no, not. And with COVID, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Out, sell it to somebody else and make what you can. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they did. I think they. I think they sold it to somebody to to stream. Well, yeah. I think that ended up coming out. Yeah, I think it was Netflix. But yeah, it's this from the studio that brought you Jason Bourne. No one cares. The studio. That... <laughs> from the cinematographer. Yeah. <laughs> and the caterers of, yeah, uh, the caterers. of a Marvel movie. Yeah. Oh my God. So, in parentheses, Thor, the Dark World. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Let us move on to a movie I know you've seen, and that's Uncharted. So this is based off the video game series Uncharted. Um, street smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the House of Mankato. Uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer. So I just, like, who does, like, uh, he did Zombieland and things like that. So I just want to kind of give some background because I've played the video games and I kind of want to let you know. So in the video games, um, Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, is a little bit older, as is Sully. Sully's gray hair, slick back with a mustache, smoked cigars, loud Hawaiian shirts, things like that. And so this is going to be, like, a how they met. Which is, I'll be honest, the whole thing felt very much like a script from the series. So I felt they were very, very accurate to the story, uh, or to the, to the universe, to the Uncharted universe. Uh, and so Nathan Drake and Sully are basically trying to figure out if they can trust each other or not. And I tell you, I love this Tom Holland. I loved him in Spider-Man, where he's kind of the geeky, um, unsure of himself, uh, un. Yeah, kind of hero. Where in this, he's a cocky, like very brazen. Um, yeah, I was wondering how he would do. Yeah, with that. I liked him he, better in this. he was great. Yeah, I liked yeah. him better in yeah. this than I did Spider Man, which was shocking. Yeah, he does awkward so well, mm -hmm. and like aw shucks, you know what I mean? Uh, so well that 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 go, you know, that's that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can do it almost at Michael Sarah level. Yeah. <laughs> you know of awkwardness you know what i mean he was like That's the gold standard yeah that is the gold standard and then uh but then yeah he ended up doing cocky really well i mean and that's hard because let's face it he is really short yeah <laughs> compared compared to the other people he's going to be fighting and he does look way younger than he really is so that's also going to make it kind of hard in certain movies in certain situations but he just played it off so well i mean yeah. i mean even just from the from the uh from the commercial just the, the scene where the irish guy comes in and starts cursing at him and threatening him he's like scottish what? guy yeah <laughs> or scottish guy yeah, yeah. Right. it was a scottish guy yeah he's like what, what? Yeah. <laughs> just, 
yeah. it was just so great and uh yeah i was i was very impressed with the show and i really liked the the woman in it uh whose name i can't teddy, remember now teddy gabrielle are you talking about the the um short hair black girl with the with like the knives and stuff no she, she was Braddock? fantastic she was she awesome. was fantastic she was awesome yeah right, yeah uh, i was gonna the, i was gonna end with her okay Sorry. but uh <laughs> sophia ali yeah sophia ali uh, I thought she was fantastic. I'd, I'd never yeah. seen her before um, that I know of. Maybe I had so something she's in that, Grey's you know Anatomy. I mean? She was in Grey's Anatomy for so, a nope. while. Yep, I see why now I have it. No, she was in the Mick for an episode. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Interesting. She looks like she could play a grown-up version of the daughter. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah. yeah, no, I. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay, so yeah, I thought she was fantastic. I think she shows then, up again too. I think you're going to kind of see her run throughout this series. Oh that's, yeah. That kind of happens with Nathan Drake is that, and I, I don't remember the but there would be a, there was usually like two girls that would pop up. One would be bad, and the other one would be, kind of like a will they won't they relationship that kind of ran through the series. So I, I'm cool with it. I. This was cool. There was definitely some over the top stuff. When he's falling out of the airplane, there was a bunch of stuff for like, okay, that's ridiculous, but this is what it is, and I'm just going to enjoy myself. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that, that sounds right. Yeah. That, and, and yeah, we, we'll see her again. And we've got, we got at the end, there's a post credit. So it was kind of a teaser towards maybe towards the next movie. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I think it was. Uh, but either way, it, it could just be showing that they're, that they're getting into further hijinks together and prepare you for that fun. And they're going to totally recast and all that. But either way, it, it looked like it could potentially be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's it, uh, I'm pulling this from a while. I'm trying to see how much it, it made. It, it had a $51, $51 million opening box office. So that's pretty good. Um, and $130 million worldwide. I don't know how much it made. I'm trying to see. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they make another one because I liked it. What what I gave it an eight point eight. It was a lot of fun. It was a popcorn movie. It was funny. I enjoyed it. I would see a sequel. What did you give it? <laughs> I <laughs> I wanted to be a, a a bit of a jerk and just say seven point nine only because I I feel like I can't give anything with Mark Wahlberg an eight. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it deserved an eight. What are you talking about? I gave it an eight. He's such a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's just so bad, and he was bad in this too. He's just bad, but uh, he was all right. This, but yeah. but he was yeah, he was he was fine for what he had to be. You, you know what it is? It's always funny how they go way out of their way to try to always make him look really smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so. Originally, he was gonna play. There was a bunch of people that were listed to play Nathan Drake. He was one of them, and I think right. he was still wanting to be in it, but like he was far too old to play Nathan Drake. So like, we'll make him solely. I was like, ah, man. That's Does he not... have to be a kid? Who Nathan Drake? Nathan Drake? No. So the in, uh, the com or in the video game, it's very like they don't say it, but it's uh, everyone feels like it was very clearly modeled after Nathan Fillion, but like a uh, a thinner Nathan Fillion, you know, like an in shape Nathan younger yeah. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> but so like, pre yeah yeah, so like mid thirties. Um, there's actually you can find it on YouTube. There's a, a like because Nathan Fillion wanted to be it for like the longest time. There's a fan-made movie where Nathan Fillion is Nathan Drake, and then uh, J.K. Simmons is Sully. And J.K. Simmons looks and sounds exactly like that's if amazing. You know, that's what Sully should be. And so, if you want to, it's actually pretty cool. Like it's a quick little. I think it's maybe 20 minutes long. It's like a little action thing, and it's very much 
homage to the game because I think I think they were trying to do the same thing that Ryan Reynolds did with Deadpool. Let this slip and then they kind of forced their hand because everyone loves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But Nathan Fillion was a little bit too – he's a little bit too old. He's probably 10 years too old, and he would have to get in really good shape. I mean, you saw how good Tom – in good shape Tom Holland was in this. Like, he would have to do something like that. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I recommend – if you enjoy this, go watch that. It's like 20 minutes. It's good. And then you have an idea of, okay, this is what the video game – or just go play the video game because it's still great. I think you can buy, like, a collector's edition, which has the first three of them on PS4, and then I think – there's one where Nathan Drake is older and it has flashbacks like him and his brother and that one's on PS4 as well. Maybe PS... Might have an upgrade to PS5, but um, I recommend it. What score... So what score did you end up giving this? Uh, it's an 8. It's an I, eight. I gave okay. it an 8. I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. It's not like, you know, world beating. It's not amazing, but yeah. guess what? It, it made $373 million at the global box office. All right, there you go. 100, 100, 135 domestically. That That's a that's considered a blockbuster pre-COVID. Okay. So that's that's really good. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. All right. Um, yeah. I gave it an 8.5. I enjoyed it. I thought it did a good job to the video game while still being a, a, an, an enjoyable movie. INDV gave it a 6.7, so probably closer to 7.7 for adjusted. This is interesting. All right, so this is See if you can guess the critic and, and audience score on this one, too. Ooh. Uh, I would say if it really was somewhat close to the video games, but there's still going to be trolls who are mad that it's not perfectly to the video game. Yeah. Ooh, I'd give it, I'd, I'd say 7.1. Okay. For, for the critics? Audience. For audience. Okay. Um, so the audience gave it uh, a 90%. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, right after I said that, I meant to say that I mean critics, but yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So so which one did you give? What, what score do you give? The critics? 7.1 critics is, yeah. Sorry. So, uh, so 71%. So they got, they hit 41%. The oh, that it. low. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you know what? It, it had twists and turns that I didn't expect. It really did. I mean, I'll, I'll be, the, the, the offing of Antonio Banderas was unexpected. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. I, I did. Expected. I did not see that coming. Uh, and there was, yeah, and the, and the, the viciousness of that of the woman and the, the way they pulled off the the reveal of the ships down and uh, with the light coming down from you know underneath the, whatever you call it, the, uh, what do you call that area? The little waterway area, <laughs> the rocks I, where he swam under to to get to the ships. Uh, oh, anyway, the, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, the little docker. caves or whatever yeah, they yeah. had. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That was that was that was a really cool looking scene, and it did look perfectly out of a video game. Yeah, uh, like it was shot straight out of that with the lighting. They love to have trees growing in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was that was that was fantastic. So no, I, th- th- I don't think that's fair of critics at all. Like I really yeah. don't. I I understand why they would want to. They always want to. I don't want to say I understand why they would want to, but I understand that they're gonna crap on blockbuster movies but yeah. this one was not that bad it yeah. was perfectly fine yeah all right so next after uncharted which uh, i think we both really enjoyed um we are gonna go to pam and tommy which if you don't know is uh, it follows the story of pamela anderson and tommy lee's relationship going back to their whirlwind romance that started with them marrying after only knowing each other for 96 hours back in 1995 uh so the the showrunner is Robert Siegel. He's uh, he wrote the wrestler. He also wrote Big Fan, which I've been wanting to see. The founder, like he's written a ton of stuff. 
and been around forever. And then I think it was like produced through Seth Rogen and Adam Goldberg's uh, production company because Seth Rogen stars. Uh, so it's got a crazy case. It was. So Lily. It was. Them. It was. Okay. So mm-hmm. Lily James plays Pamela Anderson. I didn't even recognize her. She was. She was like, from what I saw, she was really good. I've only seen the first three episodes. Sebastian Stan is always great. He's Tommy Lee. Nick Offerman is Uncle Milty. I've only seen a little bit of Taylor Schilling, um, Paul Ben Victor. Uh, let's see who else. Chris Mann, Andrew Dice Clay. He hasn't shown up any. So I got three episodes into it. I might watch more of it, but it's not really. It's not what I I'm thought it was. F- I'm foreign. Yeah. Yeah, I'm four in. It got a little bit better at episode four, and I am going to go back and finish it because okay. n- now it's starting to get more interesting. Now it's becoming more of a story. Okay. Uh, the first couple episodes, they kind of they had to set up the who the who the people were that actually stole the film, and and make you realize that Tommy Lee's just a total jerk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they had to show the backstory of the romance, and then they then they started getting kind of back to the the original leak of the video, and then episode four on it uh becomes more of a straightforward type story uh so yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a shot and finish it but i, I don't what do you think i mean so far honestly I, I think it's pretty good i i don't know there was i have to admit there was something just kind of missing from making me go oh my god i have to watch the next episode yeah. and it allowed me to lapse because there have been so many other things as you see by this crazy list of what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, there, there's, there's nothing that I didn't like about it that made me not go back and finish it. I just was busy. Yeah. <laughs> Life got in the way, you know, and, and, and it wasn't gripping enough, like some other things to force me to go back and watch it. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Lee's kind of hard to watch or especially saying it has Tommy Lee just because the character's such a douche but i don't know he's so good at it though. he is he's really smash stan's a really good actor he just he's really good yeah he can do everything but um yeah maybe i'll go back and watch it i might let you guinea pig this one for me and then let you finish it and let me know if it's worth it um yeah Yeah, and and i Mm -hmm. i have to say though i thought that uh lily james i mean she she could get a best actress award for this i don't think she will yeah but my God, she's been so good in this. She is. And, she's uh, really fantastic. I don't even recognize. She looks like Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I mean, it's, I have to remind myself every now and then that that's not her. Like, yeah. <laughs> it really, it's really that good. And uh, and his, he's doing extremely good job too. Uh, when you say who, I mean, are you talking about Sebastian Stan? Uh, Sebastian Stan. Yeah. yeah. And and I I have to say I was wrong. I thought their production company did it, but uh, Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg do not show up as producers. Okay. So this is just an a- acting gig for Seth Rogen, but I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, now on to something that I know you like, The Righteous Gemstones. So we just finished season two. Um, season one was great. I was looking forward to season two. Uh, right before season two came out, I was like, all right, I told the girlfriend, all right, we got to watch this. So we sat down, we blew through it. And then uh, every Sunday or Monday, we had to watch. As soon as there's a Righteous Gemstones available, we had to watch it. So we blew through mm-hmm. season two, and uh, it was great. It took a big de- – it wasn't anything like season one, and I, I liked it. Like, it, BJ got a little bit more – oh, my God. The end 
when Joe Jonas shows up, he goes, look, it's Joe Jonas. And like Joe Jonas is dancing. Like, he likes it. Like talking about the music. Like we, can't, we, we say that to each other. Like, you see that? Yeah, he likes it. Like He was so good in it. Um, Skylar Gisondo, you and I are both big fans of him. We think he's great. Tony Cavallaro plays the weird. He constantly steals it. Oh, yeah. my God. The weird uh, kind of, I guess, acolyte of uh, Adam Devine's. He's supposed to yeah, be like the that's, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. the youth, his youth minister. Edie Patterson, again, is amazing. I mean, everyone in it is really great. Um, you got to see, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Eric uh, Roberts is in it as, you know, kind of uh, yeah. John Goodman's yeah. past and kind of a bad character. That was great. Um, oh, Eric Andre's in it. Oh, my God. That, they're both supposed to be from Texas. And the, those, the Texas accent was very painful as someone that's from Texas. But It was uh, so bad. Yeah. yeah. But, no, it was it was another great one. Uh, we got uh, Walton Goggins back as Baby Billy. We got to see more into his life. Baby yeah, Billy. Baby Billy and the girl that plays his his like child bride is so she was really she was in it a lot more and she was funny like she was she had to play dumb she but was. usually that mm-hmm. can get old really quickly and uh, she did a good job of not doing that also hey Macaulay Culkin was in it that's right <laughs> Macaulay yeah. Culkin plays Baby yeah. Billy's son his abandoned son you know what's funny too? At one point, I actually started. Uh, I, they kept saying his name. What, what was his name? Who's? Do you remember uh, Macaulay Culkin's character? Oh, Harmon. The son, Harmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and they kept talking about Harmon, and I'm like, you know, it'd been a while since season one. And I was like, God, I feel like didn't they show Harmon at least once? Like I, I kept thinking, like I feel like we've seen him, and I'm just kind of forgetting who that character is because it's been so long. And so I started like scrolling back through to find out who Harmon was and thank god they didn't show that yet on imdb they waited until after that it aired to, oh, to show his uh, him on it yeah because i actually i almost ruined it for myself because i was so like who is it to play Harmon? and i just kept scrolling and scrolling and i didn't find it i'm like okay i guess they didn't I guess they didn't show him yet but i, I thought they had so yeah what what a great surprise <laughs> like that was yeah that was that was really good the whole the whole series was just fantastic. Yeah. No, it was – yeah, it's really good. Can't wait for season three. Um, it's it's another Danny McBride show. It's, it's I mean, his shows are very similar. I think this one's the best, though. I think this is the best of the shows that he's done. It's just got such a great cast. Um, yeah, I have to agree, agree with you. Let us move on to Reacher. And I'll be honest. I think I've seen two episodes of this. It's uh, so I read, oh really yeah I, I, so I I read so I read the first two books because everyone talked about they about Jack keep, Reacher keep going so I read the first two books a long time ago I think before it was before the Tom Cruise book uh, movies came out and so this guy actually looks like Jack Reacher as opposed to Tom Cruise he's supposed to be this gigantic blonde uh, mm-hmm, Billy mm-hmm. badass and so they got uh, Alan Richson to play him and I like Alan Richson I think he's been good in a few things. Um, I just, I don't think he has. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I've, I've seen him in most of the things he's done, and he's really bad. Uh, well, he's, he's painfully bad in well, everything I've ever seen him in. Like, Dove and Hawk, I didn't put on him because that was just stupid. That was just a stupid character. But going back to, to Reacher. So, Aquaman. In the books, I don't even remember him in Aquaman. The books are everything's the same he shows up in a town because someone leaves him a message he goes to the town there happens to be this hot single 
uh, woman that happens to be in his life, and eventually they end up hooking up. And in the meantime, he beats up a bunch of bad people, finds out someone else, you know, finds out who did it, confronts them, usually kills them, maybe puts them in jail, and then moves on to the next town. And, like, carries nothing with him. Doesn't have a bag, just has, like, jeans, a t-shirt, and a coat, and that's it. And uh, and it just kind of goes on. This is the same. Uh, th- if you like the books, I felt like this was very faithful to the books. Um, and first episodes that you watched. Yes, yes, because I got <laughs> I was I didn't want to commit more time to it. And everyone I talked to is the same. I was like, it's so cheesy and over the top. I'm like, yeah, but the action scenes are great. I'm like, yeah, but then I could just watch the just forward to the action scene. And the action scenes were cool, but the story is so. Yeah, you're wrong. No, it's you know what? <laughs> no, you're, you're, no, you've you've only seen two episodes. That's why I'm saying you, you you're wrong. But in those two episodes, it's, it's, it was like it basically felt like the the Ike uh, Barinholtz episode of the after party where everything was like a cliche. It, it it does, but it leans into it the as it goes. It actually leans into it more so, and it becomes glorious because of it. Uh, in fact, Bernardin put it as his number two show of the year now. Uh, Bernard, Bernard, yeah. who you would have thought would have destroyed this show yeah. for everything that it is. No, it is glorious. I am telling you, it's 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 a he's he's a horrible actor, and yet and yet it uh, the more it leaned into being what it was supposed to be, the more fun it got because it was fun in its stupidity. It was it was John Wick, but but. John Wick, uh, faithful to the to a series of books that people have been wanting to see forever, and uh, and it, uh, I, I just don't know how to explain it, but it led further and further into that, and there ended up being these episodes where uh, you got to see, yeah, fun action that you'd never seen before. It was fun. It was just it was really fun action, uh, and I would thoroughly recommend anyone watch it. And I mean, it's the point where like even my parents watch it and love it. Like it's, yeah. it, it's, it's for everyone from every age. And, and uh, I think uh, somebody described it as a, uh, a TV show about white fragility, <laughs> about how every white man dreams he had the power to walk in and just beat people up, sleep with the girl and move on to the next town. Yeah. And, uh, and that is exactly what it is. And that's exactly why the books did well. Uh, and, <laughs> and uh, it, is, it is a movie predominantly about, someone ha- holding all the power and uh but it it, it leads into itself and it ends very well okay. uh and it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a an anthology so he's going to be on to the next town and you won't see any of the characters from this season again yeah i mean so, uh, they're basically just going to go through like i guess the books and kind of do that stuff i don't know maybe yeah, i'll try and it, pick it, it up a little bit more but it just it was so uh, stupid I, I'll, I'll even tell you what i'll give it what i'll give it for my rating for it okay uh it's a 9.1 what? Yep, it's a nine point one. I watched it, and I was there was no one angrier than me that it was being made into a TV show, because I firmly believe the movies were two were maybe like number two and number seven all time worst movies. Yeah, they were pretty. <laughs> and uh, I was so angry, and I'm like, oh, so they're gonna make it better by getting a terrible actor <laughs> and making it into a series. At least, but at least and, he looks like Jack Reacher. He did. Tom and Cruise looks like size, the antithesis of Jack Reacher while still being blind. He did, and his size ended up making the show enjoyable later because of what it is that he was doing and and because it wasn't Tom Cruise. <laughs> and, and 
it almost be, his size almost became a character in the show where it was referenced by 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 people and and people having to change their fighting style because of it against him and figuring out ways you know to uh, to deal with yeah. him being as massive and absolutely massive as he is and yeah it uh, it actually made it enjoyable as you went further but yeah it's a uh, it's a uh, it it is dumb but it's fun in the way that it leans into as dumb and cliche as it's supposed to be so uh if you ever Get out of your own way sometime. Go back, watch it, because it's it's a blast. All right, but uh, pro- to probably don't watch it with other people because <laughs> okay. you don't because you're both looking at each other like I don't want to admit I like this, so I'm just gonna say I don't like it. <laughs> but you probably will both like it. Okay, I mean it got yeah. a ninety percent from both critics yeah. and audience on a, and Rotten Tomatoes yeah. eight point two on IMDb. All right, maybe I'll have to stick with it. Yeah, it's but, it's great. Yeah, but but don't go into it like shitting on it before it even starts you know what i mean give it a chance i mean i Just, tried i was excited about yeah. it like everyone was talking about how good it was and i was like oh that's kind of dumb and then i kept going like oh that's also kind of ridiculous and like there was so much ridiculousness to it that i like i just kind of checked out after season two i was like eh, or episode two i was like eh, i don't know if i want to watch another one but i always say i'll give i'll give a, a show three episodes if it's an hour long so I'll watch one more and see what I can do with it. <laughs> All right. Just don't crap on it. Give it a shot. All right. Uh, and then that leads us to Boba Fett. So this this show had started and left by the time that we've, the whole time we've been gone from recording. Mm-hmm. So we have a whole seven episodes to talk about. Um, this was, it had its moments. It had its not moments. Its best moments were The Mandalorian. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was at its best when it was Mandalorian season two point five. Yeah, uh, which is which is effectively what at least two and a half episodes of it were. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I have to say, it was one of the things I looked forward to most this year, and one of my biggest letdowns. Uh, it wasn't all bad. I mean, don't get me no, wrong. No. There were parts of it that were really good. There was some world building that was really good. There, there was, was a some... biker gang. Yeah, there was a few that weren't. Uh, there was a biker gang, right. And there was, you know, I'll tell you what it is. My my biggest issue is I feel like um, with part of, I would say maybe even season two of Mandalorian, the parts that I didn't like out of it and the parts that I didn't like out of Boba Fett where that it's almost like they're so busy building wars for the, the world for other spinoffs that they don't just concentrate on making that thing good. That's a very good <laughs> uh, point. That's a very good yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that happened again. So like, uh, I like, I loved the, uh, I don't, I don't remember the guy's name, call something that was the, uh, the bad bounty hunter that came to face off with Boba Fett at the end. Um, but I guarantee you they set that up because he's going to be in the Obi-Wan series um well he's so he's from uh he's from clone wars yes he's from clone wars and so which i think and and fought guess who and he's and he fought obi-wan young obi-wan all the time man darth vader anakin in that Uh, okay so yeah and he and he bested them sometimes uh he bested a jedi so that was kind of why he was such the the tough guy everybody was excited to see is he could occasionally cross paths with the jedis and and not lose cad bane cad (laughs) Uh, bane's his name cad bane yep and 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 uh so yeah so that uh, kersantan 
a black chrysanthemum, which yeah. is the uh, the Wookiee. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing, but yeah. it does feel like they're probably setting up that spinoff with him and uh, Dr. Af- Afra, which is like the best-selling Star Wars comic ever okay. and best rated. And it's about a, a basic, almost a female kind of version of a Han Solo. Uh, not really. She's kind of good, kind of bad. Uh, so there's that aspect of it. Uh, and then uh, with Black Chrysanthemum. And yeah. then they, uh, they, you know, they, they went into all the world uh, of everything else. And, and they set up they set up some really cool things like the uh, uh, what were those people called at the beginning? The Tuscan uh, Raiders. The Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. So they set up all this stuff where, it, you know, it, it starts off with him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. And he gets uh, taken in by the Tuscan Raiders as kind of a prisoner and dragged through. And they set up this whole Lawrence of Arabia episode where he, he helps them take down this train that's, you know, that's terrorizing them and, and kind of win their independence and realize that they could control the sands. And, and he's got this whole army of people. And then they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, I thought they were setting up for that would be his army later on. But no, they, they just randomly got wiped out. Okay, well. <laughs> seems like a waste yeah. of character build up uh yeah not 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 a fan uh and then yeah they introduced some other some other cool new characters like we got the uh the green imperial guards uh guys what are they called you know that that uh, watch the the yeah, rain pit gamorian, gamorian palace. guards i think yeah gamorian yeah. guard yeah yeah but then they, they kind of cool didn't they die at the end no no okay. they're still around okay they're still around well, yeah yeah all right yeah, they set them up, and, and that was fun. I do I want to say, though, with them. those guys, they've got a couple of short blades, and they're going against guys with blasters. They're literally taking a knife to a gunfight. They are. I think the point, that, and I don't know if they did as great a job as they could have, was they're supposed to be just so gigantically thick that, like, things are almost bouncing off of them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they're still getting hurt, but I think I think they were trying to show you that they were just, because they were almost like hogs. Like they were just so thick and imposing that they could just they could take a hit better than anybody. I was like that for a year um, in college. <laughs> it happens to them. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so so that was cool. They set up the rancor and then they paid off with the rancor. That part they did really well. I enjoyed the rancor rancor coming in and fighting these giant droids that you'd seen before in Star Wars, which was great because they were they were also you know Star Wars ships that came back from from things you'd seen before. Uh, so yeah, lots of it was good. And then, yeah, they had like a biker gang that was, we, we joked and called them the power Rangers. Um, oh, and I don't think we were alone bad. in that. They were I think bad. the whole internet the, called them that. The yeah. chasing, the bike chasing where they're, they're chasing the, uh, mm-hmm. the secretary or whatever you want to name him. <laughs> Veep's husband. Yes. Veep's <laughs> husband. Yeah. David Pesquazy, uh, who I, I like, but, uh, yeah, when they're chasing too. him, it was so like they were going at such slow mo. It was so bad. It was like it looked like something from like the early nineties. It looked like VR was, troopers or something. It was unnecessary, and I, and I have and I'll say this, and I know this will be unpopular, but uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez to begin with. <laughs> like, like in my opinion, he's done like one thing I really liked, and I feel like he's milked that better than anyone's ever milked anything, like because he does have a unique. Uh, filming style yeah um okay what was the one thing uh, you liked that that he did didn't he do desperado 
he did do, yeah he did desperado uh, he did that yeah. whole series el mariachi desperado and el mariachi, then, yeah i won and, and those were the exact same movie but one was dubbed in english yeah <laughs> they, they were the exact same movie yeah. scene for scene and passed off as different movies oh, yeah my he also God. did from dust till dawn which i think is cool the faculty was right. awful i never saw this by kids <laughs> Sin City, the first Sin great. City was good, but I don't think he even directed that whole thing. I'm trying to look and see. No, Frank Miller, from what I hear, had way more to do with that. Yeah, than, that's what I heard. Than he too. did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Alita Bad Angel. That's right, because that was supposed to be James Cameron. He turned it over to Robert Rodriguez. That had, I, I'll be honest, that had potential. If they did it, because it was a cool world, if they did it again with a better director, I think that could be good. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah. that's another one where most of the work had already been done for. Him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't, you know what I mean. So, I really, I, yeah, I, right. yeah, I feel like, I feel like th this guy has this style. Okay, yeah, he's got a slightly different style, and they were excited to bring him in because he was kind of a big name. And I'm like, uh, there's some areas where I think you need to step in and go. I know you think you're Robert Rodriguez, so you can't be told not to do this thing with the biker gang, but you're not doing the thing with the biker gang. Yeah, <laughs> because you may be Robert Rodriguez, but we're freaking Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you're about to ruin our stuff. Yeah, and I I wish somebody had stepped in and done that because I was I actually thought it was kind of cool to have a gang of these techie types because they've set that up through all of Star Wars. Well, but they I also mean, they even, messed that up. Yeah, I agree with you, but they messed that like it it didn't like it didn't look right because this is like right. this is like a Western. This is like a space western, and they probably these guys are like cyberpunk, and they did not fit. They did not fit the landscape, especially on Tatooine, which is kind of a desolate. Like they're, they're not going to. Exactly. Secondhand tech. It's not going to be all shiny and new. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. So like, like they've established that these techie types are everywhere, right? I mean, Darth Vader's basically an android. Yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker has the fake hand through through two of the movies, and well all the way through now yeah <laughs> he's always had a fake hand i mean the the droids the the all, tech is here right i mean it's here and they could have done a better job of showing like there's a ragtag group of these kids who are really good at tech and that this is just not v very much a technological town yeah. so they're kind of outcasts in that regard right but they, and they could have had been bikers that's fine but they just didn't need to have neon bikes either yeah. they could have had bikes that they patched together out of old droids and everything laying around and showed that they were crafty and could use their technology to build stuff from nothing. Like that would have been a cooler gimmick for these, this crew than, you know, which, which by the way, has kind of been a theme in, in star Wars, right? Like the Jedis are always able to create these machines and get everything fixed. And, yeah. and uh, you know, when, when, yeah, when nobody else can, like that's kind of a theme that would have been kind of interesting. Uh, and then you had the, the tech and Finnick Shan, which you knew about too. So like, so there's all these androids. Ooh, ooh. Uh, and uh, Android, uh, our cyborg, Tim Oliphant is coming. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They set up that Timothy Oliphant will be back. And yeah, the techies are working on him to, to save his life. So Cause you know, what's better yeah. than a Tim Oliphant uh, cameo is more Tim Oliphant. Mecha Oliphant? Yeah, me <laughs> Mecha series regular Oliphant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. So, so yeah, there was a lot of good, but there was there was definitely some bad. And then, out of nowhere, about five episodes in, it just becomes Mandalorian season two point five, like to the point yeah. that Boba Fett's not even in that episode. Yeah, Fennec Shan shows up 
at the very end and is like, Boba sent me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heard, heard you with here. What? Yeah. <laughs> you did? How? Yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> you don't even have a network set up yet. <laughs> How did you know I was yeah. But But anyway, yeah, so that, that was weird. And, you know, I, I'll tell you who I feel for is the people that are not diehard fans of Star Wars yep. who who didn't watch Boba Fett but loved The Mandalorian because their kids or friends or whatever yeah. got them into giving it a shot and watching it. I know my parents are like that <laughs> because they love their grandson and they wanted to get into it, and they ended up loving Mandalorian, so yeah. they're into it. And I'm like, <clears throat> listen, guys, there's the show uh, that you're not going to like, <laughs> but you got to watch it because you'll have no idea what's happening in Mandalorian season three. Now, <laughs> if you don't watch this show that yeah. you're going to hate the first five hours of <laughs> and uh, what? <laughs> like, it's so weird. Not only that, it's like, there's probably going to be some spinoffs that might be good. And they set the characters up in this show also. So you'll probably have to just go ahead and watch the show. So you know who those characters are too. I mean, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel bad for those kind of people because why would you want to do that? Like, oh, uh, that's just brutal. And and I mean, I loved the huts. And then they talked about yeah. like that hut world, yeah, uh, where all the huts are from. Which I, I mean, obviously there would have to be one, right? Yeah. But I had never thought about that. <laughs> uh, and so they've kind of alluded to we might be able to see that later, yeah, uh, in some show, some some, yeah, some version of this. Um, so yeah, man, there's there's a lot of good and a lot of weird. <laughs> yeah, I did like the final battle scene was cool. I enjoyed that, and basically the great. last episode was all a battle scene, and it was it was good. But like the highest rated, like I'm looking, the, and most of the episodes are like seven point seven, seven point five, like one's a six point four, like they're all like okay, it's not bad, like you're kind of in the middle. But the two, the the nine point three and the nine point four are the Mandalorian episodes or the Baby Yoda one. So yeah, it kind of just echoes what we were talking about. Uh, one thing I will say, though, is this is season one of Boba Fett, and it's been very, like, if you look at the ratings, and I think you agree, it's been okay, it's had its moments, but not great. The first season of Mandalorian was kind of that way, too. Like, it started off, uh, the first, like, episode or two was good, but then, like, the rest of the season was not very good until, I'm trying to think, I, I mean... It, it had to build a world. Yeah. Season two, I liked season two from the beginning. Well, no, season but two season was very one. good. But season one was, it was like this kind of, I think I think Boba Fett's a little bit not as good because the character Boba Fett is nothing like, what, I mean, you only got a little bit of him in the movies, but this one was kind of like not nearly as bounty hunter, bloodthirsty Boba Fetty. It, as... it, it, it wasn't. It's what you expected and hoped for. It, season one of Mandalorian, I'll tell you what it was is we were excited to get our space Western, but we forgot what a Western is. <laughs> and a Western is slow and methodical. And it, it kind of, the first few episodes kind of drove you nuts because it was so slow and methodical. You know what I mean? Like he accomplished one thing per episode. You know what I mean? Like, and, and like, like even the episode just now with Mandal and uh, Boba Fett, where it's like half the episode is just him building a ship. <laughs> But it was fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, they've well, got to calibrate Amy you. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But they kind of had to calibrate you to the slow pace of the Western. And Mandalorian, it took a while to do that without driving it batty. Because you're like, I just want to know what this is. Yeah. You know? And uh, and it took a while to set all that up and then become what it is. Boba Fett took an existing character 
that had been built up and people were salivating about being the biggest tough guy in the in the world in the whole world right yeah. uh, outside of a jedi you know and uh and they gave you a taste of it in mandalorian season two where he comes in and just whoops serious butt yeah uh and, and shows that he's like mandalorian on steroids and uh even makes a mandalorian just be like wow <laughs> this dude came in and saved my butt and took out all these stormtroopers and all this stuff, you know? And so you got this taste of how great he was. And he's holding the staff and you're like, what is that? And so then Boba Fett starts and you're like, so pumped to see this now. And then you see where the staff came from. And then it's kind of a whole movie about an old guy getting his butt kicked all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and having a box of tank to go heal in, thank God. So then he can go get his butt kicked again. So then he can go heal again. So then he can go get his butt kicked again until he finds enough other people to come fight with him. And then, and then, beat some people yeah <laughs> but to, to, but he almost got his butt kicked in it <laughs> in the finale even so like he never had just like command he never got to have what you wanted to see was like once an episode you wanted to see reacher come into town right he wanted to see boba come into town and beat the living snot out of everybody that looked his his way wrong or you know dared to defy him or whatever and just the occasional show of force that's like oh yeah this is the feared bounty hunter that everyone in the world's afraid of versus yeah. why is everyone afraid of this guy? He's just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just a guy. I mean, he's a hurt guy. Uh, yeah. So that, that was odd. Yeah. Um, so season one of book of Boba Fett or what, what, all of it so far is a 7.5 and that's on IMDb. So, a, you know, you give it a point um, for variance. So an 8.5 or my IMDb, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-eight percent from critics, sixty percent from audience. What would you give it? Give it a seven. A I seven. give it a flat seven. Yeah, yeah I, I can't give it a, a fraction more. Uh, I don't want to give it a six because parts of the Mandalorian uh, were fantastic. Yeah. And spoilers. I guess if you're listening to this, you're going to get some spoilers. Uh, uh, we got we got a whole episode almost of Luke. I mean, that was that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you get you gave us a lot of things that you wanted that we wanted and set up a lot of really cool things, but yeah, yeah, it just really kind of fell flat in a lot of areas. So you gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. I give it a seven too. That's about right. It's a solid seven. I mean, it's yeah, it had some good stuff, but it it, it asked its audience to kind of work for some of that. So no, I feel like that's reasonable. Uh, that is going to do it all for this part. We, we have so much stuff that we had to break it up into two parts, at least two parts, because this is just what we're watching. So hopefully we'll be back later this week with the second part of this episode. Until then, catchphrase. What do you retort?